Hello and welcome to season two of the Building Foundations podcast with me, Jess Reed. Today I am delighted to launch with an episode um, with one of the directors from a company I know very, very well. Um, we discuss building control as a career, the construction industry. We discuss working for this particular company, um, the great things about working for them and the moves they're making within the industry um, to make the place better, to bring more people in, to retain more people um, and overall make an impact. If you would like to hear from anyone in particular on my podcast, then please do get in contact. I'd be delighted to take recommendations and I'll look to book them in as long as obviously they want to come onto the podcast um, and equally any feedback or anything that you think would be good for me to talk about with guests I'd be happy to hear from you as well so thank you once again and I hope you enjoy this episode And welcome to the Building Foundations podcast with me, Jess. John, could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Jess. Yeah, my name's John Poulton. I work for MD Insurance, for which I am the regional director for the South. We will go into who MD Insurance are and exactly what you do on a day-to-day as we move along. But where I like to always start it, and thank you for introducing yourself, is to discuss really kind of how you got into the construction and property industry in the first place. Hopefully that will help some people, you know, at the start of their careers, really. So, yeah, how how did it go about joining the industry? Was it, you know, yeah. conscious decision? Uh, uh, yes, I know. So I, when I was a young lad, uh, we had a couple of extensions done on the house that I grew up in. And obviously I developed a bit of an interest looking down into the deep foundations that were going in and the building works that were going on and was fascinated by the plasterer. I don't know why. Just I couldn't believe that he managed to get such a smooth level finish, which is very mysterious to me. And it was something that kind of interested me. It was always, I enjoyed Lego, obviously, as a child. Building things was always something that appealed to me. But the start of, to get into the industry wasn't really my plan. It, I was more automotive based really so I thought I was going to go off and do automotive engineering do a degree in that and be a formula one mechanic or something similar which was my real dream however obviously fiercely contested I didn't really focus enough at school or didn't really have the right direction that I needed to go along that path so once I'd finished my a-levels I decided to take a bit of a gap took two years out and worked in various different garages automotive places that kind of thing realized that it really wasn't for me decided that I really enjoyed what I'd seen as a kid on the building sites and I'd been working on and off building sites throughout my teens because my uncle was a builder and it seemed like seemed like a good choice really so I went down to I moved to Bournemouth and decided that it was the time to go to university had my grades from my A-levels and everything behind me anyway luckily and ordered a prospectus for the Southampton Institute as it was at the time looked through that and thought yeah construction management seems like a good good all-round degree so you didn't think about um going and doing a plastering course and you just thought about no <laughs> it was I think the, the at the time everybody was getting degrees 
so that seemed to be the way forward really everybody i knew was had a degree or was on a degree or was at university doing a good degree or something similar the government seemed to be pushing everybody in that direction so it, it just it seemed to be the way forward for me really and once you've got that i could always go and do a plastering course afterwards or get into plastering if if that had been the thing for me but it, it didn't work out that way <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had dreams of being a sports psychologist and now I recruit within the <laughs> yeah, construction exactly. industry. It's a bit different, but... <laughs> it, it, it never goes to plan, does it? <laughs> it doesn't, but I think you always kind of end up where you're meant to be is what I like Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so construction management then, so that's, yeah, definitely a good all-round degree, isn't it? It's a, it can be that's... quite a popular route. Yeah, it covered most bases, so it had a bit of engineering in it had general sort of construction techniques the technology that goes into various different bits and pieces of the fabric of the buildings covered actual management on site so you had a good cross-section of that bit of contract administration and dealing with i think it was jct at the time so it, it was a good cross-section of the whole industry and it was mainly kind of led by people who were still working actively on sites and in construction companies which was quite good allowed us to go and get that insight what on site they often took us out to their own sites walked us around told us a thing or two about what should be going on and what shouldn't be going on it was quite hands-on so it was, it was all right yeah it was good in terms of that degree still very much like a popular you know decision now amongst people considering university degrees would you would you recommend it if maybe you know perhaps maybe it's good if people are a bit unsure about which avenue to go down like you said to get an overall understanding without a doubt if you're unsure it would it's it's a good base to start from you can always decide or make up your mind a bit further on but I would recommend if you do know what it is that you want to do focus on that if you want to be an engineer or structural engineer, for example, focus on doing that. If you want to be an architect, go down the architectural route. If you do want to be a construction manager, that's the ideal route for it because they're quite specialist subjects. So it's in their own domain. So it's worthwhile. If you can make that choice early on, I would recommend it. If not, this is the ideal way to kind of get that grasp. And you can always go on afterwards and do an MSc or postgraduate diploma in that specialism, which will also help you and give you that additional knowledge and information you need to do various other roles, yeah, which is how I got into this eventually. Yeah, so after leaving university, I decided to go and do an MSc in surveying. Okay. It was kind of through somebody that I knew, one of the lecturers used to live not far from me. So I knew him for many years and he kind of encouraged me to go and do it which I did, and that was how I ended up in building control, really. Was that in building surveying? Particularly? That's right, yeah, yeah, did, did that in building surveying at London South Bank. In terms of, like, the building control, obviously you ended up building control. Historically, there hasn't really been any kind of, you know, direct building control degrees and things like that, like in the past, has there? But I think there's more courses coming out down that Absolutely. route now. Um, yeah, so I know when I went through university and finished university the main route to building control was either through the local authority and sort of time served or 
you went with an approved inspector, but there was no real specific courses which were read. Well, they were there were relevant courses to building control, but nothing specifically building control. Most of them were just a module within a wider surveying degree, for example. So it, there wasn't that kind of direct route. But I think now there are various other there are options to do a building control degree. I believe now different academies, different routes to doing graduate schemes and things like that within companies such as ours, which is good because it's what we need. I think it's definitely needed because I will probably talk about it a bit later on, but there's obviously the skill shortage and if people aren't having like the direct training and, and don't see a route into it when they're looking at their options, um, Absolutely. then we're not going to get people, are we? No, no, it's very difficult. And we we are noticing the skill shortage more now more so than ever before it's i think i don't know whether the image of the industry has changed or the people coming through or younger people aren't so much interested in construction but it does seem to be it does seem to be difficult trying to get people yeah yeah definitely i think when when i first started recruiting in the in the industry there'd obviously been a recession you know it was a, a good amount of years kind of before I came into it but I'd always heard from from people within the industry as I started to network that there was a skill shortage because a lot of people left the industry at that point and then there just wasn't like the the kind of money and time I guess being put into bringing people into the industry um absolutely yeah I, I remember the crash well it was it was pretty bad there were people sort of going left, right and centre all over the place. And a lot of the people who I worked with at the time went off and did other things, which is a shame because, like we've, as we're saying, it's difficult to get people back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's some great things being done to try and bring people into the industry, but we also need to retain people during the difficult times, but also just generally with kind of the way the industry is. There's loads of conversations at the minute as well about like women in construction and diversity and inclusion and, and retaining these people and, and sometimes yeah. they leave bad experiences if we're not retaining people we're never going to fix the problem um, no quite right <laughs> sounds very negative but it's <laughs> um so you did your degree in um, construction management and then you That's did right. your MSc in building surveying what happened there was there any more studying or was it then into work I was straight into work. I literally, on the day I finished university, I had a phone call from a recruitment consultant saying, would you like to come and work for this great company I've got uh, up in London? So I said, okay, it sounds like like a good option to me. Let's have an interview. So I went for the interview and I think within about three hours of having the interview, I had the job. And when I think I started two weeks later. Um, So that was with Carillion at the time. And I was there for two years. That was when the economic crisis came in 2008. So it was lots of people were made redundant. Lots of people changed careers, moved on to different departments. So, yeah, that was that was how I ended up starting off in building control, really. I did have other opportunities that came up as well for site managers in two other companies at the time, which had a graduate program. So hence ended up in London and Carillion really. I'll take it I'll take it back a little bit just to give some really just like look 
really for some advice I guess for people mm-hmm. that will be listening to this so when when you were studying and then at the point where you are looking for your first role is there any advice that you would give somebody in those circumstances about how to you know I guess make the most of their degree how to go about getting their first role absolutely looking back now I would say that probably one of the best things I could have done at the time and if I was telling my future self or past self would be to actually look into the different types of job roles that are available I think career support isn't fantastic for university leavers it may have changed I'm hoping it's changed now but it's definitely worth going to things like careers fairs or different construction shows that they have on at the NEC and in London and places like that just to go and speak to some people and sort of try and find out a bit about what maybe the job entails if you've got friends or family that are in the industry it's worth talking to them I sort of went into it a bit blind really obviously my uncle was a builder but all I knew was him kind of doing extensions and things like that and building new homes so think of the bigger picture think of where you want to be in the future find out as much as you can about each role that there is in the industry because there are thousands of them and if you can try and get work experience it's, it's priceless really when trying to decide what it is that you want to do the work experience side of things because obviously at school you are you're encouraged to have work experience you have to get a couple of weeks work experience and I think yeah, at I that see. point that you don't they don't really push that many different routes I, I felt like nobody mentioned why don't you go get work experience for a construction company or in the property industry you got it yeah <laughs> um, I, I do remember my two weeks of work experience and that was in that was because at the time I was still sort of pushing towards this automotive engineering. So the school said to me, well, why don't you go and work or go and do the two weeks at at a garage up the road? All right. Okay. So I went down there and it was, I don't know if anybody's seen or you've seen Will from the Inbetweeners. Yeah. When he goes, it was very, very much like that. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it wasn't really where I wanted to be. I don't think it was very well geared up to what I wanted to do and the reports from a lot of my friends that went on the work experience were amusing sat in offices pushing paper around desks and things like that didn't really get to the nuts and bolts of what what it would actually be that you would be doing yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely it's almost like it should probably be you know more when you are at a levels or college or um, couldn't agree more Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely because you start to develop things that you're you're actually really quite passionate about and exactly it's when you yeah it's when that development that drive starts to appear doesn't it yeah i think it'd probably be more beneficial a bit later on but no that's that's really good advice though so so be try try and do your research try and you know explore different avenues i mean when i was at school i i only knew of you know builders bricklayers that that sort of thing plumbers Mm. the trades really which is nothing wrong with that but that for me wasn't going to be the right choice but had I known about surveying for example yeah absolutely I might have done that because it's really interesting is that if you do decide to go into surveying specifically you can there's so many transferable skills that you will pick up along the way that it's fairly easy to change career halfway through so it's not a case that you're fixed for the rest of your life if things don't work out really yeah 
there I've seen again I've seen quite a bit on you know LinkedIn and then also with some of my network and, and even people I've had on this podcast um talking about going into schools and colleges etc and and doing more talks on the different career Absolutely. options within the industry yeah I mean it's something that the universities that I went to have got in touch I think for the last two or three years asking me if I if I would go in and give talks and was I interested in lecturing part-time or anything else like that at all because you can then give back some of the things that you've learned over the years it is a really good thing to to be able to do to give back have you seen I had Lisa on here actually Lisa Malloy she's bought out it's Molly in construction so she's bought out Mm. a book for children basically um, oh yeah yeah it kind of goes through the sites i don't know if you've seen it where they're meeting different different people different jobs right yeah that's it mm-hmm. I, I did see that and i thought it was absolutely yeah. brilliant it's a good but, way because generally sites are kind of shut aren't they you walk past the hoarding you might have a little letterbox that somebody's kindly put in for people to be able to see through on what's actually going on but to actually go in the site is completely different from looking through the window so things like that that introduce you to the different people on the site and give you sort of insights into what they're doing is, is brilliant it's a really good start and, and something that's much needed but yeah so okay so hmm. building control then so like you said there was a few different options you kind of had finishing your master's and you yeah you know, that opportunity came up so you kind of not fell into it but you just ended up in building control yeah so now you are in building control and and obviously further along in your career now and and know the industry very well what would you say the best things about working in building control how would you recommend that to to other people so for me really it's it has to be the general kind of cross-section of people and the industry that you get to see Every day is different. You're not stuck on one site doing the same thing all day, every day. One day you might be looking down a trench. Next day you might be looking down a well. The next day you might be looking up at a 20-story building, looking at cladding, fire stopping, drainage, you name it. Any part of the building or building envelope or anything to do with it, you might end up getting involved with. There's also the other aspect of it where you're talking to the designers, design teams, architects, and also the clients. So you're not kind of, your exposure is massive. If you're, if you like that, that fast moving variation in your job, this is ideal. And that's what I love about it. So job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No two days. No, I don't think no, for the last 10 years, I can't think that any two days have been the same at all. Good. It's definitely, it's definitely good. And it's such an important role, isn't it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a a very responsible role. You you do take a lot of time. There's a lot of times where you have to assimilate information, cut through the, the regulations, make sure you get to the core of any issues you're offering advice to people so that has to be right you need to make sure that it's right so it does hold a fair amount of responsibility with it too which i enjoy it looks like a and for more people i speak to like a, a really interesting role everyone i speak to about it as well is 
you know, is always really enthusiastic about it. And I've never spoken to anyone who's regretted going into into building control either. Um, no, quite right. Same, really. Yeah. And when when we speak to sort of project managers and other people like that, there's there's a uh, a draw towards the larger multi million pound projects, and this is an easy way to go and deal with those because we do we'll deal with anything really. So it's you it can be anything from a house, single house, self-builder, right through to multi-million pound, twenty-story massive great things with three-story basements, you name it, it's it's there. Amazing, doesn't it? And then you get to oh you see you can see it at all the stages and then when it's complete and you know you're walking down the street, you know that you've had some involvement in that, which again is something that actually people say to me quite a lot that they, they love that and you know Yeah, like, yeah telling their partners and the, the children and, and whatnot oh yeah I was I was involved with that and <laughs> that's right yeah my partner gets bored with me saying oh that's one of mine I helped on that one I did a bit of that it's that <laughs> so, pride isn't it it's, it's pride in like yeah. excitement in what you do <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely yeah fantastic so you I mean you mentioned at the start who you work for but Yes. Obviously, you're within building control now. You said you, you, you know, you've moved to regional director, haven't you? Of that's you know, right. The yeah. South. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody that doesn't know the company you work for, can you just tell them again, you know, who it is, and I guess talk us through for anyone that doesn't know, kind of what the company does and, and describe it really. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are MD Insurance. Um, we offer latent defects insurance for new builds, basically refurbishments and we also offer the building control aspect of it too so we put or we we do 10 year the, the warranties for 10 years on on these buildings so we have to sort of review it from start to finish check all the plans make sure that everything complies with our technical manual that we have and then the regulatory side of things where we we do the building control aspect of it too so making sure that everything complies with part b part l Part of all the rest of the building regulations in there you know as a company what does the, the teams look like so obviously there's you know people you know regional direct level like you yeah i mean i know you know the structure and, and what the teams look like but for anybody else that, that doesn't know it's quite multidisciplinary you, you know you've got engineers you, you've got you know building surveyors for example you've got your claims handlers etc talk people through that like what's the kind of company look that's like that's right absolutely yeah so we've got so my team consists of five regional managers and each one of those has somewhere between four and eight surveyors. That's was kind of one aspect of the team, and they generally deal with the inspection on site and the day-to-day kind of aspect of making sure that we are managing risk on sites, building control and warranty related. Then we have a team of engineers. I think we've got six now, seven, who assist us in backing up our checks that we're making on site. So if you've got a site with some odd foundations or piling or anything else like that, that will get checked through our engineers. We have a team of building control plan checkers that oversee the plans and drawings. They review those, ensure that they are compliant. Then we've got a, a whole back office team which deal with sort of customer queries, inputting data ensuring that all our drawings and systems are up to speed and making sure that everything is in one place so that everybody has access to it to make everybody's life easier 
I mean, then we've got a sales force as well, which go out obviously and sell the product. So if anyone listens to this and um, yeah, absolutely, you know, they're not in that discipline, but they want to you know get involved. There's, there's yeah, and we also have the claims department, the technical services department. They tend to look at the the sort of post completion aspect of it within the claims department and then our technical services department look at the ins and outs of different materials making sure that they're all approved and have got the relevant third-party accreditation we have our technical manual which is obviously our bible for site works and ensuring that things comply with relevant legislation and we have a high value team as well because some of the projects are that big that we have specialist surveyors that go in and look at facades, specifically facades, specifically waterproofing and basements, and it's very multidiscipline. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Is that, you know, as a business, the fact that it's so multidisciplinary and there's there's so many different avenues within the company itself. It, if okay, somebody yeah. joins, and then there's opportunities, isn't there, to you know build on that skill set to to perhaps switch over to other areas to to Definitely. see promotion. Yeah, this happens quite often. So we get somebody will come in as a surveyor. Recently, one of my colleagues has moved on into our technical services department. We've had people going to the claims department. So there's there's always avenues open for people to move around. Yeah, absolutely. Endless opportunities to grow and develop, absolutely, yeah. And that's what we're all about. Again, for anyone that doesn't know, you've got an in-house you know, training team as well, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. We have, we do indeed. And we have a training academy as well. So we, we take training very seriously and offer as much as we can. And they, they work very, very hard in ensuring that we've got the relevant materials, up-to-date information on changes to legislation, seeing people come in, to the company ensuring that they're sort of embedded with our processes and systems and like, without them yeah it would be a different story it's, it's hard isn't it you know it, i guess you know you kind of see and obviously i speak to, to candidates you know surveyors etc throughout the industry and and sometimes they're not kind of given the all the training and support that they need but it's I do kind of see as well, you know, it must be hard, you know, for a line manager, they've got their day-to-day role, a team to manage as well. And they're trying to support somebody through becoming chartered or getting developed Definitely. in extra areas. So having that technical training team, it, it must be great for, you know, for you it, and for your managers as well it, in your team. Yeah, having uh, been a manager myself and prior to having the training team, it is it does really, really help. It makes a massive, massive difference and really enhances the offering that we we provide. We, we're constantly working with various different bodies to try and progress people in their careers, whether it's to professional qualification or anything else that they really want to do, to be honest. That's it. I know from, you know, from seeing and speaking to a lot of people in the company that it's, it's very much about what, that person wants as well it's not just you saying you need to get this you need to get that obviously there's requirements that's it yeah absolutely so if if you've got somebody who wants to progress then all the support is there everybody's there to assist we've got the knowledge the experience within the company to help and see people through those their like those aspects of their career and 
on on the flip side if you're in a position and that's what if that's what you enjoy doing then again that's fine too absolutely yeah it's very tailored which is it's perfect yeah. really it's not yep. one size fits all is it no, no. <laughs> um no. Probably, okay so your role now then I, the, the next thing i was going to ask really is kind of for you to describe your your day-to-day role so i mean if you could do that as you know director but then yeah uh-huh. it might be useful as well if you could describe what a day-to-day role might look like for somebody you know coming in as a building inspector or yeah absolutely yeah yeah okay so day-to-day for me is generally sort of ensuring that we're meeting our targets and kpis and looking at our processes and procedures from an operational perspective dealing with some of the more complex issues from sites and liaising with customers there was quite a lot of the customer care aspect of it that we have going on building those relationships with our developers and clients day-to-day it varies it could be sat at my desk doing a podcast or in front of a, a big developer who is wanting us to change aspects of the way we do things to help them to improve how they work on site giving us feedback on the service that we're offering so it, it really does bury and then right getting right down to the nitty-gritty of is that foundation deep enough um, so yeah it's a broad range really which is great because it helps me to keep my hand in because I know that sometimes when we move on we kind of lose touch with what we've done in the past it's brilliant giving you that that broad cross-section really in terms of the surveying role generally day-to-day again it's looking at where the risk lies on their portfolio of sites so the each surveyor has a a number of sites that they are responsible for and they're responsible for visiting them every certain period depending on what what risk is set to and what kind of level of input we need from building control and how quickly the site moves on so within that portfolio they will decide where they're going to go that week what aspects they're going to focus on. Really on Monday morning, they would sit down and have a look through their job list, decide where they need to go that week. Maybe haven't been for a while. Could be that they've got finals to come up and do on site and complete. Yeah. Might be that they're looking at joist work or facades. Could be anything really. So um, just programming that diary, then going wherever the work takes them really. So then... Nice have some autonomy that with that then don't they i mean obviously there's procedures too but they 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 book their their diary in yeah absolutely yeah yeah so like like with any business you've got not not so much targets but we've got kpis on various different aspects of risk management for, for different sites depending on complexity so we can target our inspections based on those and it is very autonomous and over to the surveyor give them all the information they need to do so and then it's up to them really to go out and ensure that that's happening really interesting role then because as you said like in your role you know no day's the same but in that role no day's really the same either precisely yeah i mean you you could be looking at anything multiple times a day various different things each week 
all the different types of sites that you will get, different complexities. Could be coastal on the sea, could be slightly more inland, could be in somewhere in London somewhere, could be anywhere really. Obviously we have them region or each surveyor is regionalized, so there's not too much traveling, but yeah, it's, it's definitely varied. And that's another good thing I think about these roles is that you know, sometimes you find in surveying roles as a whole, whether it's building control or building surveying, if they've got like a region that they they cover, uh, sometimes they end up going, you know, really far afield and, and the miles rack up and it takes time away from the technical job or doesn't create work-life balance. But I know, you know the business as a whole is, you know, you're very kind of structured on that, aren't you? You don't want people Absolutely. to be travelling too far. And... No, but there's, you're not adding value when you're in the car to your clients or for your own sort of peace of mind in terms of your risk management. So we try to keep things as close as we can, obviously in regionalized areas really, so that we're not spending all the time in the car traveling to and from all the time. We try to sort of encourage people to structure their day so that they're maximizing the number of visits that they can do on a certain route in any given time frame, given day, given complexity really giving that work-life balance as well isn't it to surveyors and inspectors because you know they're going to be at you know their, their best and making note of everything technically and, and paying the most attention if they've got that balance and you know definitely getting home at yeah. a reasonable time and <laughs> they get to yeah. rest yeah and one of the beauties of our one of our recent developments is we've got a, a handheld device which gives us that ability to do our reports and update our sites on the site itself so whereas in other realms, you may go to a site, write your notes in your book, disappear off to the next site, then the next one, then back home and you start typing up everything into a database somewhere. We've got the ability to do it there and then when you're on site. So once you leave the site, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Really, really good. Because on the building control side, I've, I've spoken to surveyors who have got so yeah. much admin to get done at night that they might get home at, you know, three four in the afternoon but they're, they're still at their computer type and up till 10 p.m we're very big on work-life balance so we you need to have a work-life balance it helps everybody like yeah. you say everybody's at their best when they're happy really absolutely you've got to look after the people that are working for you and and they've got to, you know be able to look after themselves as well that's uh, really good so what would you so, so thank you for describing like a day-to-day job role i think that's really good for anybody that's listening to this what would you say we've talked about some really good points of obviously working for md insurance but mm-hmm. what would you say your favorite thing about working for the company is it has to be the people yeah it genuinely has to be the people yeah it's it's everybody's so friendly everybody's very helpful there's we still or we don't have that kind of corporate number where you're just a number it's very kind of personal and the variation really if you're working with people that you can't get on with or you feel isolated even you know you're not really speaking to anybody you work with at all absolutely um, can be really difficult and when you and sorry yeah, no, you're working remotely as well in these roles, aren't you? Because that's how, you know, exactly. apart from at head office, you're working remotely and you don't want to feel alone. No, and we have an, I was going to say an open door policy, but we have an open phone policy whereby you can ring anybody. No questions, a stupid question. Um, I, I often get calls from the surveyors and in some other places, you might not get that. The directors are very much hidden behind 
closed doors you don't have access to them you can't sort of express your ideas and opinions we're always looking for ideas and opinions from our staff to try and make their lives easier make the processes flow better enhance their experience as customers and developers so very much focused on that still which is great they're the ones you know doing the day-to-day on on the sites aren't they so they they see it as it's happening so it's good absolutely yeah it's really good yeah so you mentioned so people obviously number one and then i think you mentioned like the the diversity of kind of what you do that's right yeah Mm. we've talked about as well and and it it sounds like you know no day's the same which is fantastic because let's face it one of the main things i hear from a lot of you know surveyors is that they want to have a varied workload. They don't want to be doing the same thing day in, day out because it gets repetitive sometimes. Absolutely. Um, mm. That's good. And whenever I'm out on site, everybody says, I'd love to do what you were doing. So it must be something appealing about it. <laughs> so what so so obviously, yeah, really, really good things about obviously working for MD Insurance. What does the future look like for the business then? Is there anything exciting happening? Is there anything in the plans is there any big changes that have happened so I've been here for just coming up for 11 years now and I can say that probably no two years have been the same we've grown massively over the last 10 years and we're just looking at continued growth really exciting changes constant updates to our IT system to enhance our offering and to our clients and internally as well it's continued growth at pace really Yeah, yeah, gaining more and more market share, so it's just constant growth. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw lately as well that you, and I think you kind of touched upon it earlier with the academy side of things, but you've got the kind of graduate scheme now, haven't you? And the, the apprenticeship as well. That's but... right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've we've embarked on that now as well, which I think that begins in September to October time, where we're obviously bringing in people who have left just left university who are looking to progress their careers with us and they will grow and go on to do whichever role they deem fit and what those that interest them and again it just helps us to continue with our our expansion really absolutely yeah because that's how we're going to help with the skill shortage as well so (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah I was, I was excited when I saw that because I think it's been needed within that the industry. When I saw those, I just thought that was you know, a really big move. And yeah, hopefully we'll help you guys continue to grow, but oh, also we'll yeah. help mm. the, the industry, won't it? And, exactly, know. yeah. It's not a, it's just a, in the even bigger picture, it is about the industry as a whole. Yeah. So it, yeah, improving quality and everything else that goes along with that lots of exciting things going on and 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 i guess yeah if anybody is listening to this and is thinking it sounds like a really good company to work for which i'm sure they would after listening to that how would they you know what would you say to them about going about registering for you know any opportunities and and where can they go on our website get in touch with anybody that you know within the company (laughs) Uh, (laughs) reach out through linkedin obviously through you guys yeah all the usual ways really absolutely i mean welcome to come direct to me anywhere you like 
Yep. Yeah, I think really, as as we've kind of said before, you know, you're always hiring as well. So even if they can't see anything, you know, immediately advertised, that's the exact right location and, and role. It's well worth registering it's, interest, it's isn't it? Well worth re- registering your interest, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And we obviously we have the various different roles as well. It's, it's not just the building control. It's across the wider company, too. So there's always, always adverts out there. Absolutely. And you take, I, I guess probably should have mentioned that earlier as well, but you take people on who aren't already working in building control into these building inspection, building control roles too, don't you? So like from, you know, could be from site management, contracts management. Anything yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, 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 we've got people who've got backgrounds in, in all sorts, carpentry, building control, general surveying, void surveying, clerk of works, site management, you name it. Yeah, yeah. And that testament to our academy and the in-house training team, which enables us to help people to get up to speed and get their head around all of the legislation and the various different processes and policies that we have. A lot of it's about sort of attitude, kind of the the drive, really. If you're willing to learn, pick up new things, this could be the thing for you. Constant. Every day is a school day, I keep being told, so... Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something similar that it's always learning. You're always learning because you know the, te- you know, the technical guidance and you know building regulations, etc. It adapting and constantly evolving. Got to keep and up to date. Right down to different products and different products in use and how they're used, how they're assessed. It, it's never ending, and it's 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 fascinating at times. So. So just, I think that's re- really good information again for anybody that, that does, does listen to this. But where I like to kind of just finish off as well is is just mm-hmm. to ask the question about what opportunities or challenges even that you foresee kind of within the building control and construction industry at the moment. How are you kind of seeing things from your perspective? Cool. Uh, challenges. So obviously we're coming out of the pandemic gradually on and off at the moment. I think the skills gap, probably is the biggest challenge that we face currently but i do also think that they're trying to meet some of these regulatory or incoming carbon neutral different environmental factors that we're going to need to deal with is going to be another big challenge too so zero carbon buildings is on the increase and it's it's that kind of culture shift within the industry to to want to go that way and find a way through to ensure that we we get that right really but it has to be skills at the moment biggest i would agree as well it's true isn't it everybody has to speak to you know whether it's you know people in your position who are hiring or whether it's even people that you know considering a move and, and maybe the team they're in is is understaffed and that's one of the reasons they're they're looking Definitely. is because they're doing everybody's workload it's it's hitting everybody and it's that's right yeah yeah and I think we've got uh, material shortages at the moment as well, but I think I'm not sure how long. I think that's sort of a temporary thing, really, off the back of the pandemic, which should hopefully iron itself out in, in not too long term. Hopefully, a lot of a lot of that's been hit across, yeah, obviously within the construction industry and in other industries, hasn't it? With you know manufacturing and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, truck drivers, I think, is the main um, the main one for that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I think you're quite right about the skill shortage, and, and and I think things that MD Insurance are doing to to try and bring people into the industry, and also to take people from other backgrounds and and can train them within the building control remit. Yeah, is good. More companies to do that, the better. Is is what yeah. I say. Absolutely. And, uh, There's definitely uh, light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. Different initiatives taking place to try and deal with something. It's just giving it time, isn't it? Really. Yep. One of the really good things I've seen from this is because this industry was already quite close knit anyway, and, and you know a lot of people knew other people and and people yeah. worked together. But like with the pandemic, it's just kind of accelerated that. I think that yeah, more of that, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely agree. Couldn't agree more. Is there anything you would like to you know mention, discuss before I yeah, wrap that up or? Um, generally thanks for having me it was really interesting and i think the insight you've given to md insurance and the roles and and why it's good to work for them and the opportunities is is fantastic so uh, anybody that is listening to this if if you like you know what you've heard which i'm I'm sure you will please reach out to to john or me or go on the company website or their linkedin and and reach out to somebody and just have a conversation yeah definitely yep always always happy to speak to people so give us a call Oh,